Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 83. Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast with your host, Jack Mountain Bushcraft School founder and master main guide, Tim Smith. I'm your host, Tim Smith. I'm a registered master main guide and have been a full-time outdoor instructor and guide since founding the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School in 1999. We help people become more skilled, more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more confident in the natural world through our bushcraft and guide training semester programs and multi-week canoe and snowshoe expeditions. You can check out the show notes to all of our podcasts at blog.jackmtn.com. If you're interested in learning more about our college-accredited and GI Bill-approved programs, visit the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School on the web at jackmtn.com. And check out our online network and digital learning academy at bushcraftschool.com. Hello and welcome back to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 83. I am joined here today with... Uh, by Christopher Russell. How are we today? Good. It's Good. No complaints. Been a while. Uh, in the winter, we're not with each other every day. And Reunited and it feels so good. But Christopher decided to make the drive over from snowy southern Vermont to snowy central New Hampshire today. The, the, the change in scenery was just incredible. Really? No. No. Once you go to western Vermont, like the soils in New Hampshire and Vermont are very different, and the yes. mountains look very different, yes. and the trees are, are different to some degree, Yeah, um, but probably not where you are, because you're right on the edge. No, and when it's all covered in snow, meh. It looks kind of the same. It kind of looks all the same. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It was a good drive. It's a nice day. Uh, Christopher lives southeastern Vermont. Yeah. yeah. A little bit outside of Brattleboro. Cool. For the winter. Uh Awesome. And we are just going to talk a little bit about current events today. And when we get through the current events, we're going to talk about college credit and updates to how we offer that through our programs. Um, But first of all, coming events, uh, early March, we've got the Wilderness Paddlers Gathering in Fairley, Vermont. Um, I just heard from the folks who are putting that on, Becky Mason daughter of uh, canoeist and filmmaker Bill Mason is going to be the keynote speaker. That should be super interesting. Um, and they have another, I cannot remember his name, but uh, he's, he's a, I believe a, he's making a doc or he's presenting a documentary about the Bill Mason's video videographer. So like talking about all that stuff as well, which will be, yeah, it'll be cool to see how all those videos we've all watched a thousand times were made. Yeah, if you're interested in canoeing and of a certain age, you know, Bill Mason, you're probably familiar with his work. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe you've seen it a thousand times, but, you know, great, great videos. They still, they hold up too. They're still fun to watch. They're still interesting. Yeah. Um, and, but the the biggest difference between when they filmed those and now is the shorts that men wear, the legs... <laughs> The shorts are a lot longer. Bill Mason had some of the shortest shorts in canoeing. We should bring that back. Filmmaking history. We should bring that back. We we get that a lot. Like the military guys always have those really short, silky shorts. Those those, those are underwear, Tim. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're, I don't they're, believe you. They are what they wear when they do their like physical training. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like those super short ones that Blake I know. Wears I around. know what you're talking they, about. They literally couldn't be shorter. I think the difference was Bill Mason's were like cut off jeans. <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely bringing it back this season. We should bring it back. I'm bringing. I'm wearing nothing but cutoff jeans all semester. Super short. Yeah. Daisy Dukes. Um, do they call them Daisy Dukes if a man's wearing them? Does it? Is Daddy there a, Dukes? Is there a gender uh, specificity to, to, depending on who's wearing them? I have to make a confession right now. I don't remember either of the Duke brothers' names, so I can't. Bo this and job. Luke. Bo Dukes. <laughs> They're Bo Dukes when I wear them. Yeah, I'm more of an Uncle Jesse slash Cooter. <laughs> I want to be Boss Hog. <laughs> Awesome. Well, off the rails already. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, March 13, 14, 15 in Vermont. Great, great uh, people that put that on. We always have a lot of fun there. Yeah. Um, there's beautiful, always a beautiful spot. Too. Beautiful spot, great food, great people. Yeah. Always a, enough shenanigans to make it interesting. And the whole event is short enough where you're not there long enough to be like bad fish in the fridge. Yeah. That, um, they, wanna, they want you to leave right away. Yeah, and a lot of people there that have done a lot of really cool stuff and are willing to talk about it which is always a always a pleasure yeah i'd like to figure that if i had a like a giant map of remote arctic rivers and i'm at the the paddlers gathering if i just started asking around i pick some river river at random somewhere and i start asking around somebody there has either paddled it or knows somebody that has yeah. so if you want like first person intel on some remote river it's just a great opportunity to get that and and you know if you're interested in hanging around doing remote wilderness trips, it's fun to be in a big group of people that yeah. share that interest. The same organization, this organization also runs Snowwalkers, and I was there. Um, I presented at that as well, and most of the evenings there were a bunch of us sitting around with a bunch of maps laid out on the table, circling stuff and drawing, and having you know people that had done stuff tell us where puddings were, and that that sort of information is. Is hard to get a hold of, but when you bring it all together, it's it's awesome to find all these cool trips that you want to go do. That's kind of like what I do at home, but the pages are blank and I'm sitting at the table with crayons <laughs> and circling random things. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, Paddler's Gathering. Yeah. I We hope to see you there. I'll be presenting a workshop on rope and knots, um, how to learn them, how to teach them what you need to know, and how to go about it. Uh, so we've got that going for us. Yeah, which something. is something. Uh, other current news is our programs for 2020 are filling up. I think we've got uh, the spring wilderness guide training semester. We've got um, our final application today. So not everybody has paid a deposit yet. Um, so those places, those spots are still up for grabs. So the, I mean, the way that we do registration is someone registers and then pays a deposit. And when we have your registration and deposit, that spot is officially yours. So as soon as we get a couple more deposits, we'll be at a wait list for the spring semester. This is the Wilderness Guide Training Semester. Um, if you're still interested in participating, you know, send us, uh, shoot us an application. Um, the registration's all online. It takes you about five minutes, but usually we have a dropout, you know, late in the game as a result of life getting in the way of people doing what they want to do. So if you're still excited and interested in participating this year, you know, go ahead and register and, and we'll go from there. Uh, besides the spring course, um, Cree Trip. Yeah, Cree Trip is just about full. Um, probably got one or two spots left. Um, we're going to go up the first week of March and spend a week out on the land with our friends David and Anna Bosom. And it's 
shaping up to be a really good group so far. A lot of people that are pretty checked out. So if this is something that's new for you, you can get to hang out with a bunch of pretty seasoned people as well as have this awesome experience out on the land with people that will have forgotten more than we'll ever know about living outdoors. Yeah, an epic adventure. Yeah. Worth going on. Uh, summer programming. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of new twists to summer programs a little later in the podcast. But the our, our general uh, four weeks of summer programming this year, the Summer Woodsman, the Advanced Summer Boreal Wilderness Survival Course, and the two-week Riverman Course on the Allagash Wilderness Waterway. And if you wanted to combine all those into a four-week thing that's called the summer combo but we're about half full with all of those right now um so if you're interested in there in participating there you know don't wait too long because those spots are going kind of quickly um and then brings us to the fall semester course and we're about half full with the fall semester right now so again if you're interested and you want this to be the year get in touch with us sooner than later uh, winter projects yeah we're gonna we're gonna go oh, back yeah, and yeah. talk about those in a bit uh yeah winter projects i have been um yeah i've been doing some work at the southern vermont natural history museum uh which is off, on this beautiful place called hogback mountain in southern vermont and they are a um sort of similar to the libby museum that tim talks about a lot where um in here in new hampshire where there's a bunch of uh, sort of natural history, I guess you would call them artifacts and taxidermies and stuff like that. But it's a a collection of one man's sort of taxidermied birds that he captured that slowly grew into this uh, rehab center for uh, native birds in southern Vermont. And it's a cool thing to get to interact with them face to face. We do a lot of sort of uh, ecology education on the semesters but having having the bird on the glove while you're talking to somebody about the bird is a cool experience for for the the person that is learning about that bird to be able to see it and when you say that you can read a screech owl's sort of his mood based on the ear tufts of his feathers and then you they get to see this thing kind of bob around and put its ears I know they're not really ears, but ears up and down. And it's a cool thing, especially for younger people to get to be that close to something. I'm a huge fan of small natural history museums located around, not to be confused with the Portland, Maine cryptozoology museum where I was yesterday with my son. Um, Did big, you guys catch him? Bigfoot. You uh, caught him? Littlefoot. Uh, all the other feet. Coelocanth. Yeah, Coelocanth. It was a really interesting spot, but we'll talk about that later, maybe. Maybe another podcast. That's one for another <laughs> Yeah, day. that seems like it deserves its own podcast. Uh, so Christopher is there working in southern Vermont. I am running a big slate of programs here at the Folk School in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. Uh, a lot of those are starting to fill up. Not 100% full yet. If you're interested in getting out for a day on snowshoes or just getting out for a bit, look us up. You can access all of those programs on our master calendar from any of our any of our websites. Other winter projects, what you've been making? What have you been making? I just finished. I said just finished a couple weeks ago. Finished a pair of snowshoes, and now I'm jumping into uh, canoe paddles. I met a local guy that mills a bunch of his own lumber and got some blanks from him, and uh, yeah, just trying to 
trying to keep my head in it. Our students all make them on on the long-term programs, and I, every time I make one, I have a better answer for them for another question that comes up. So I just really, really, I'm, I'm rationalizing the fact that there's now going to be like seven random paddles at my house that I'll never use. Yeah, you're not done until you get a barn full of king paddles. <laughs> and you're like, oh, i got to build a bigger barn. <laughs> oh, jeez. I need to build a barn. Other things that I'm doing on this end, a lot of website updates come in the wintertime. We just put up a course catalog updated to reflect our ongoing push to include online coursework. And if you're interested in any of the online coursework, you can always access that at our website, bushcraftschool.com. It's going to be interesting, right? It's a really neat way to sort of stretch the bounds of what we've done and make it accessible to more people. And I know, you know, some of the things about the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School programs are not everybody can get away for nine weeks of their life, you know, abandon their family for nine weeks and go live in the woods in northern Maine. So the more we can make that accessible to a wider variety of people, the better off we'll be and hopefully they'll be. So that's sort of the thrust to get all that stuff onto the online network. Uh we have two courses that are coming up actually on the online network. Number one is the weather course. And this is the same weather course that we run during our semester programs. And then we have an online cooking course, which is level one of our outdoor cooking. And ironically, won't take place outdoors. But it's the training course for people coming to our semester class of you show up there, you got a couple of old milk pails or something, and how do you feed yourself? Yeah. So the goal is to help people become more self-sufficient, more self-reliant, and not show up three weeks later, they're starving, living off of ramen noodles, elbow noodles and salt, and take out pizza from the one stop. I, you know, I always forget that that's going to come up, but it comes up every podcast. Every podcast. But I think that it, the, the other side of it is, is, especially if you're somebody listening to this that's going to come be on the semester, um, we definitely cover a lot of the cooking stuff, but if you want to get to the really the really cool stuff that fascinates you and cooking isn't that, if you come with that already sort of, you, you know the terminology already and you kind of understand how it works, you're, you've got a leg up on, you know, we don't have to spend two weeks doing cooking. We can spend just the first couple of days, get everybody set up and where they need to go and then jump into the, the, the meat and potatoes of the course um, that people are interested in. Um, because, you know, with very little infrastructure, it means that you you need to be able to meet your basic needs so that you are, you know, fueled to go for the day. And that's going to be how you do it. So I would really recommend if you're coming on the semester, be involved in that that little online program and see how it works and just yeah set yourself up right for for the spring. Alumni in the news. I have recently been in touch with our alumnus and good friend Ryan Holt, sometimes goes by his Appalachian thru-hiker trail name of Yukon, and he is going to be on television again for the fourth time on the TV show Naked and Afraid, Sunday, January 26th from 8 to 11 p.m. Guy's getting three hours of primetime uh, Discovery Channel stuff about him but he is on the naked and afraid solo show where usually they take a couple of people out or a handful of people and maroon them somewhere and they got to get along together so they're trying a new angle this year where they drop people off solo uh, just spoke with him he said that this 
was his um, best performance so far. So I think when you eliminate the human drama from some of those interactions, then people can focus more on the, the fun and just the excitement of, of living out and living a little yeah, rough. absolutely. So you can follow along this weekend. I think after that, it'll be on the usual suspects of online media. You know, I think you can purchase it at Amazon or, or something like that after the fact. So check out Ryan Holt Sunday the 26th. Uh, I'm going to go see it for sure. We don't have cable TV, so I'll go to town and figure out a way to make that happen. Berate somebody at a bar until they turn it on? Yeah, which hasn't worked well for me in the past. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Ah, uh, memories. So, new programs for 2020. So, as far as new courses go, we have the Wilderness Canoe Expedition Semester coming up. Um, it's sort of a new iteration in that we're aiming it more towards a younger audience. So, that age group is everywhere from 15 to 18. Um, and the big sort of news with it is that it means that high schoolers that are juniors or seniors can get high school credit before they actually start college. Um, so, this is a great way to, if you're aiming to go to college and want to get a leg up on it. Um, you can go into college with a few credits under your belt by coming and learning about how to live outdoors and spending two weeks on trail in a canoe. Um, but the, the, the program is four weeks. Yeah, the program so is four weeks. Two weeks at the field school. Correct. On skills and yep. then two weeks on the trail. Yeah, so the idea being that you get two weeks of using these things every day in a relatively controlled environment, um, which is our field school and campus. And then... Go out and take it into the field and see that it. I, I I don't want to use the term like put it to the test because it isn't it isn't a test. You just get to see the fact that this it just works and it's just a cool way of interacting with the world. Um, particularly if you're looking to go into into college and you're going to spend a lot of time in classrooms and stuff. This is a good sort of last hurrah before you're before you're sitting in classrooms for a while and maybe maybe it's the thing that keeps you keeps you motivated if you're somebody that enjoys the outdoors maybe having this program is the thing that keeps you working towards um a career that takes you outdoors more and it gets you through those four years of sitting in a classroom working at powerpoint yeah or maybe you're going into a program where you're not going to be stuck indoors yeah and you wanted to explore that so this is a great opportunity to get some college credits before matriculating to a college and through the uh early what is it Early college program. It's yeah. a dual enrollment program where you would be enrolled at the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School and through the University of Maine system, specifically the University of Maine at Presque Isle, earn six credits and there's no tuition. If you're a Maine resident, there is no tuition charge for those six credits. Yeah. The university six credits per semester, twelve a year. Well, right? for that course. Yeah. Right. So the okay. university will pick up the tab for those credits. And that's an amazing program that they yeah. have for young people. And I can't tell you how great it is to be a leg up as you enter college. When I was, uh, I think, a sophomore in college as an undergrad, I took a, an extra course one semester. And then the next semester, I took a course at a nearby community college and transferred those credits in. And that allowed me to graduate that plus, you know, an extra course a couple other times allowed me to graduate a semester early, which was fantastic. It saved money. And it just, you know, allows you to maximize your time when you're there 
and not have to spend as much time when you're there. But if I didn't do that, it would have also got me a little bit of a pillow. So say if I'm all of a sudden in some class like I don't know, astrophysics for dummies or something, and, and I just couldn't make the grade, and if I yeah. hadn't had that extra little cushion, maybe that would have had me hanging around uh, sure. Schenectady, New York for another year, or at least another semester. That. Exactly. <laughs> So the, you know, the idea is that you have that extra little cushion and it allows you to explore other things and you can also get some of the general ed credits out of the way. So if you're in high school, well, if you're a junior or senior in high junior school, junior or senior in high school, or if you're looking for a gap year and you wanted yeah. to get these credits, it's a great way to go about yeah, it. Yeah. And just, just to make that last little bit clear, it's the college credits are available to juniors and seniors, but you can still come on the course if you're 15 to 18. It's just that the way, uh, the state of Maine does it, you need to be a junior or a senior in order to receive those credits from the university. Yeah. It's a little disingenuous yeah. if you're a freshman in yeah, high school. Exactly. Like I just got my, you know, my, uh, <laughs> graduate degree from MIT, the credits for in it. astrophysics. Exactly doesn't really work no so but that is a great great option so the wilderness canoe expedition moving forward is for that specific age range yeah and the difference is that now our spring semester the wilderness guide training semester is sort of picking up the slack where the wilderness canoe expedition semester is no longer a viable option for adults right and the idea is that we can spend a lot more time on trail and be out and cover a lot more ground so that's that program moving forward. The other new program for this summer is the summer combo course. And we hear from a lot of people that they're very interested in participating in one of our nine week semester programs, but realistically they can't get away for nine weeks. It's tough to get away in the modern world. I'm spending this winter a lot of the time as a chauffeur for my family driving around. So if I go away for one day, we have to make big alternative plans. Uh, I can only imagine what it would be if I were to go away for, you know, weeks at a time. Sure. That would be a big challenge. So part of the reason for the summer combo was to set up an opportunity for people to get the semester experience where they don't have to commit to the full nine weeks. So we're sort of thinking about it as a mini semester. And what it is, is the combination of three different programs. And those programs are the first week is our summer woodsman course. And that's our introduction to everything living outdoors in the north or in northern Maine in warm weather. The second week is the advanced summer boreal survival course. And that is a walkabout experience where we're going to take the skills learned on the summer woodsman. We're going to head out into the north Maine woods and using very minimal kit, we're going to travel across the landscape, building shelters, foraging for all of our food. Really sort of a push course where you're pushed to, to uh, put the skills that you've learned into action. So it's not going to be a sort of car camping, you know, hanging around with mountains and mountains and mountains of gear you're not using. It's going to be very agile, very light, very nimble, move through the forest, take what you need. Don't take what you don't need. Give nothing back. The pirate code. And also for this year, we are taking our popular Riverman course. In the past five or six years, we've ran it as a one-week course. And after listening to a lot of feedback from students, they want a little bit more. Maybe they want a few more miles under their belt before they're done with it. So this year, we're changing it from a week on the Aroostook to two weeks on the Allagash. 
And from my perspective, I've run a lot of Allagash trips over the years. Two weeks is just about the perfect amount of time to have a, a layover day or two, paddle all the headwater lakes, you know, hike out to all of the, the cool things there are to see along the waterway. Two weeks is sort of the sweet spot for that. So we're going to be running that, all three of those programs, in concurrent weeks. So in order to fulfill the mini-semester uh, moniker, um, you know, we're creating an opportunity for people to get a little bit of a price discount if they wanted to do all four weeks together. And that is the summer combo. Currently, we're not offering college credit for the summer combo. It is not GI Bill approved, but we may work on that as we go through the lead up to those courses. But don't plan on that for 2020. Cool. So those are our two new programs. Uh, I may be releasing one other new program to take place right before the fall semester starts, and that would be a working title is the end of the world course, but it's sort of a sustainability week with a lot of foraging. At the field school that time of year, everything is bounteous. There's tons of wild foods available, and we've never had a standalone course, although we've had requests for one where people could come out and really immerse themselves into plant ID and processing and use for food for a week. We also get a lot of requests for people who want to from people who want to come out and learn our camp systems. So how to live off-grid, off-pipe with grace and enjoy it. So there would be room there for, you know, learning about the humanure system, food, water, sanitation, tools, maintenance, heating, shelters, fires, cooking, all those things where there's no sort of survival aspect to it. Yeah, it's about building a life on the land rather than carving one out. Yeah, and probably going to release that in the next couple of weeks or so, so you can stay tuned for that. So finally, we're into the meat and potatoes of this thing. <laughs> Uh, and we just wanted to talk about the college credit. We've had some updates, I think, since we've addressed this. Yeah. So for students who are interested in receiving college credit for our programs, number one would be for the younger students that we've talked about. You know, if you're a high school student in Maine, you can come out and get college credit for the summer program. And that would allow you to participate without having to miss tons of school. Yeah. If you're a high school junior or senior, you're probably not going to get time off to come out to our regular semester program and we have different age requirements for those sure. anyway you know in order to participate in the semester courses with us you have to be a minimum of 18 years right. old right and it's not to say that someone who's younger than 18 couldn't pull it off and couldn't be very successful at it but it's big kid rules we're not out policing the grounds at yeah. night we're not you know making sure that people are not up to anything no good we figure that if people are coming out that they can police themselves at the end of the day. And that's why we have the minimum of 18 on those programs. So there's option one. Option two is that you can get just direct college credit and have that transferred back to your home university. We have two articulation... Articulation? Art <laughs> articulation. We have two articulation agreements. One with... Western State Colorado University, and we've had that with them for over a decade now. They've been a great academic partner for us, and a lot of people have been able to take advantage of getting credits through them. And we also have an articulation agreement with the University of Maine, uh, specifically the University of Maine branch at Presque Isle, our local branch. 
and you can participate in our program, get credits through either of those universities, and the credits are a little bit different, so one may fit your degree program better than the other, and I would say to research that. But then you just transfer them back to your home university, and they go into your transcript. A third option that numerous people have used over the years is to do an independent study at your home university. And this is something that you would set up before coming out to the field school. You figure out with your academic advisor what coursework you're going to cover while you're there. Usually there's a paper, there's a project, there's some sort of research project involved. So at the end of the program, you get direct credit through your home university. And that's been a pretty popular one over the years, excuse me, as well. Uh, the last example that I'll throw out today is for students taking a gap year. And that could be a year between high school and college. That could be taking a break from college and coming out. Uh, I guess that wouldn't be a whole year if you weren't there for a year, but a gap. Yeah. And then you would, you know, follow any of these options for college credit and have it transferred back to your university. Again, if you are a graduating high school senior, you could come out, take a semester class, have those credits transferred to wherever you're going to go to school, and it would save you a semester somewhere down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So those things are you know, all options there. We have all this pretty well spelled out on our website for those of you who like to learn things by looking at them instead of listening to them. But we figured we hadn't touched on this topic in quite some time and wanted to lay it out there for you. At least maybe get the creative juices flowing so you could go do more research. But we are very college friendly. We believe in the academic nature of what we do. And it's definitely academic. And it definitely takes me back to the early days of the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School I started this business right when I finished my master's degree in education. And at the time, there were no college credit options for traditional outdoor skills or bushcraft or primitive skills or survival. And my goal in those early days was to make what we were teaching a legitimate outdoor, I'm sorry, a legitimate like college endeavor. So to get some respect from the university community. At that point in outdoor education, it was essentially mountaineering. You know, it was a recreation thing more, mm. and the pendulum has swung and shifted a bit, and now it seems as if there's a lot more interest in this sort of a thing, and I'm super tickled as a result of working on it for the last 21 years to get it to the point where, hey, here are some options for you. Yeah. If you're interested in outdoor living, in traditional cultures, in traditional cultures interaction with the land, here are some options where you can get college credit for it, and I like to say that the courses that we design at Jack Mountain are the easiest way to explain them is to think that if I were to go back in time and start learning this stuff all over, what's the course that I would want to take? And you still, we're still working towards that goal. It's something that we'll always be working towards and probably never achieve, but I feel really good about what we've accomplished so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it. I think, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, so we'll wrap up episode 83 now. If you have um, if you have ideas about people that we could interview for the podcast or if you are working in the outdoors or in bushcraft or survival and are interested in coming on the podcast, let us know. Shoot us an email. 
Yeah, I've, we've been sort of spending the winters getting, you know, like we mentioned, we're going to the Paddlers Gathering, and I went to uh, Root School and took a course on felt hat making, and we're, we're spending the winters getting more and more involved with other people and, and what really amounts to our community. Um, even though we live very far from each other, we all have sort of a passion for the same stuff, and I, uh, yeah, the winter is a good time to do that. So if you're somebody that, like Tim said, works in our industry and wants to chat with us, Give us a call or an email and let's make that happen. Cool. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening and we'll hit you up again later. Bye. You have been listening to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. For more information on our professional wilderness guide training programs that are college accredited and GI Bill approved, visit us on the web at jackmtn.com.